Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am your host, Director Awesome, joined once again by Mrs. Awesome. Hello. Hi. So today we're going to do part three of our documentary review. And for those of you who have not seen this one, wow. Um, this one is called Trainwreck Woodstock 99. Uh, I don't I don't even know where to start off with this one. So, I'm ashamed of our generation is how I would like well, to start it. Because so, yeah. honestly, this was our, we would have been. At that age to go to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I didn't realize we could be such ass. We originally had seen this, uh, I guess this trailer on Netflix and kind of just bypassing and go, eh, that seems interesting. Maybe we'll watch it down the road or whatever. And then my massage therapist actually said oh. to me, have you seen, have you seen this documentary? And I was like, no, we have a plan on watching it though. It seems interesting, but we All had right, a few great. other things, you know, that we wanted to watch. Uh, I said, we would eventually get to it, but wow. When we started to watch it, we were like, what the hell is going on here? So it's a three-part documentary about an hour each episode. And it just takes uh, each episode is per day. day. So it'd be like day one is part one and day two, etc. Um, this is a Woodstock, but not a Woodstock because the, the early Woodstock in the sixties was all about peace and, you know, like the music and love peace, and love. all this. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, people were very peaceful at those, you know, I'm sure there were some was a family as like, cause they interview people who were at the original Woodstock and they're like, it was very much a family. People would look after each other's kids or, right. you know, go and get food and you would sit and like, it was very much uh, what you would think Woodstock would be, which is that whole peace and happiness type. Right. And so the, these people come together and think, you know what, here's a money making opportunity. Let's do uh, Woodstock 99. Uh, we're going to have a whole bunch the original, of the original guy who started was, yes, Woodstock was involved. 69. Yeah. Yeah, he was involved as well. Um, the head promoter was John Schur. Um, so he's in like he's interviewed throughout this documentary on Netflix here. Um, and they talk about all of the things that they wanted to do for this this uh, festival. And they end up doing it on an army base. Uh, I can't remember where where it was York. done. It was in New York. That's right. Yes, uh, it was an army base. Rome, Rome, yeah, I think so. Um, so they use this this army base to, I guess, because it's so full, they have people going over there to check it out. And they're like, you know, this is this is a dangerous situation because a lot of it is concrete and, you know, runway, for the jets and the planes to land. Um, how are we going to do this? They have all of this like so they like, you know, they start setting up for this whole festival, this whole concert. They have their vendors, they have their, um, their stage set up, they have. Uh, they basically made it like a Fort Knox where people could not get in at any point except for the entrance point. There were you, no way that you could climb over the walls. There were you know, security. There was all this stuff. So it looked like a legit concert that people could go to a festival. Yeah. Um, there was a camping area where you could go and camp uh, so that you could stay for the three days. And again, it, at that time, it would have been people that are our age, maybe a little bit older, early 20s. Uh, there were actually some a lot of teenagers, year olds. fourteen year olds there yeah. um, that shouldn't have been there. Um, probably to you know in your thirties and forties that you know these kind of people were were listening to this kind of music. Now 
I have to say the lineup of music um, that was you everybody get to see, we listened to. Yeah, that you got to see in the documentary was basically the bands that we had listened to. Uh, I was actually in shock that I saw Wyclef in there mm-hmm. uh, doing, I guess, uh, I don't know if the national anthem or for Star Spangled Banner, if it was, uh, I, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was weird to see him the way he did it. I believe it was a take on Jimi Hendrix version of it, um, but like smashing a guitar and just, it was just really strange to see the difference between yeah. how Wyclef is today to Wyclef back then. Um, it was just really, really different. So we go into the festival, we go into day one, the bands play, the crowd is insane. There it's were over- like, What did they count? Like 300, 200,000, 200,000. 200, was that it? I thought it was yeah. more- so they, they were saying the numbers were about 200,000 people. They did not have enough security to cover. What did they call it? The Peace Patrol? They had the Peace Patrol. I they think were so. not security. No, um, they did not Which have enough shows. security because people were coming up towards the stage. They couldn't hold them back. People were throwing things in the crowds. They couldn't, you yeah. know, they couldn't stop that. They had the, the like Carson Daly, I think, was there from MTV. Well, MTV uh, they, was one of the one of the main news right. news outlets that was there, obviously, given the type of right outlet there. So so just to name like a couple of the uh, artists that were there, there was like Gavin Rosdale. There was Corn. There was uh, Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Jewel. Like there were a whole bunch of artists um that were really good back then. Sold mm-hmm. a lot of records. Sold, Rage you know, Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. So you have to think with a lot of the bands that I just named right now, high, up-tempo, angry, raging music. Uh, So what are you going to do with a crowd like this? 200,000 person mosh pit essentially right right and 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 that's exactly what happened now they the weather did not cooperate there it was extremely hot there um people were not hydrated enough they weren't getting the water that they wanted that they said that was free they actually uh outsourced their vendors uh to sell food and drinks so that they were upcharging for the water was like four dollars a bottle well i think so i think sorry to interrupt i think it's important to mention that the promoter and the like the organizer kept talking about how Woodstock needed to make money. Otherwise, what was the point of doing this? And so right. some of the pitfalls and downfalls, train wreck that this leads to is because that was sort of the bottom line to the event organizers and less about the fact that this was supposed to be, you know, 30, 40 years later, the new revived Woodstock of peace, love and happiness. It was let's go a ton of have a good time. Right. And they cut corners. Like I said, they didn't oh have with the security, with the um, they, they hired. A, yeah, they hired a sanitation company or did uh, they, which I don't know, didn't show up. I don't know what happened uh, the, again with the water. The water fountains broke. They didn't fix them. Uh, the vendors came in, I guess, paid a ton of money to the promoter uh, in order to be able to sell their stuff and in order to make their money back. They were charging. Well, and you weren't dollars, allowed you know? to bring your own water in. They right. were literally dumping water bottles at the gate. You weren't allowed so to bring anything ha- in. Ha- yeah, other than camping. So and- let's 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 uh, make a, a like um, an observation here because it becomes important later on down the road. Yeah. You weren't even allowed to bring lighters in, oh. um, so you couldn't bring lighters, and that becomes important later on in the third episode. Yeah. Uh, you find out why. Um, but yeah, you could bring your camping stuff just to sleep. That was it. So basically a, a tent and a sleeping bag. And that was about it. 
Uh, you can bring your changes of clothes, but you couldn't bring in food, water, whatever. Um, and you got to think at that time, people that are were that our age were college kids. Um, not a lot of money when you're in college, right? You're living on KD. Well, and the tickets cost how much to get in. Right. You, but you're living right. on like KD when you're in college and ramen and, you know, the, the unhealthy stuff, but the cheap yeah. stuff. Uh, so to have a lot of money just to buy food, these kids were running out of money while they were at this festival. Yeah. Um, uh, you move on to the bands and because of the weather uh, being so hot, now the people are upset about the money conditions that were on the field after day one, you see oh, at the end of like it. like they were partying in a, in a garbage dump. Like honestly, it looked like a war it zone. Like. It looked like that a too. war zone. Yeah. However, More so towards the end, but yeah, it, yeah, they literally looked like they were partying in the midst of like a trash place. Like it well, was disgusting. You, you, you hear, you hear them say, throughout the documentary is that people didn't realize they thought that they were sliding in mud but it was actually the backup from the outhouses or uh porta potties whatever you call them it was actually oh, human shit, shit. yeah and these people were like sliding in it rubbing it all over their bodies not knowing thinking that they were just in mud uh having a good time again well, when drunk. you're doing it in front of the porta potty i feel like you should be able to put two and you, two together you should be able to but i mean oh, uh, so how disgusting. much alcohol were they drinking how many drugs were they on yeah. uh you saw a whole bunch of people passed out on lawns and you know whatever it is yeah. uh but just strange now and it was like a naked society right yes. so the original woodstock was very much about no clothes it shouldn't matter whatever this i think more than anything kind of stuck out to me was um the volume of naked people right and then obviously girls being naked but the number of of pictures and scenes and video clips that you would see of people just touching each other inappropriately or without permission and i think well i think that back then it wasn't it wasn't something we talked about but to no. to see it nowadays when it's such a prevalent topic it you know i was that age at that point i don't know that i'd be going around topless but I don't know that it, we would have thought about it the same way as we think about it now. No. And so you learn some things as you go through the documentary that are just a little disturbing. At that at that time, I think in 99, I think guys thought it was okay if there was a yeah. topless woman to just grab, you know, yeah. like, and, oh, and you again, just see hands reaching up out of the crowd. Like it's yeah. just strangers, yeah. you know, just doing it. And then like the girls that were crowd surfing, the hands yeah. would go in appropriate places, not yeah. on their chest, but in appropriate places elsewhere. Um, and the concert promoter, like this John Sure guy, took no responsibility None. for it. Like he just <laughs> for anything that happened. No. I think that's the thing that stood out to me the most, probably, is their lack of accountability and ownership for the disaster that was that weekend. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, music was great. It seemed like people were having a good time until they weren't. Um, and all he kept saying, it, it, we're not going to let a few bad apples ruin it for the rest of the people. However, it was we're talking not, like 200,000 anarchists yeah. by the end of day two. Like, yeah. it just... well, you, you think, you know, you see Jewel come on stage and Jewel's music is really like, it's Happy mellow and, and you know, loving, we're going to relax yeah. people. They started throwing things. They, they were whipping, like Jewel had to leave in the middle of her set. Because yeah. it got so violent, it got so scary for her. They literally got back on the bus and they left the grounds. Like they didn't stick around for anything. Same with Fat Boy Slim. Fat Boy Slim would play a set where they had a rage tent 
So there's a rave. Oh yeah, they tent. ran a rave at night. A rave, not a rage the... tent, a rave tent. Sorry, my my mistake. Well, what was the theme of the weekend? Yeah, yeah, it was a rave tent that they had set up for after the concert. So at four a.m. in the hangar, wasn't it? Yeah, in you the would go in the hangar, and Fatboy Slim was playing his set. And they started pelting the stage with like bottles and stuff. They had to be behind Somebody their DJ equipment. Drove an RV into the crowd. the crowd. Yeah, um, they a stolen. I think it was a stolen RV. One of the actual event uh, vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they went into the crowd, and he had to leave as well, um, just because it got too dangerous for to be there. Well, they didn't um, know. Him. No, they didn't know. But uh, again, these are young kids that are tired, drunk, so ashamed. <laughs> on drugs um and yep. and pissed off at the the the, the way the the con the, the heat for three days you're dehydrated so the one here's where we get to the, the whole craziness day is limp biscuit yes. uh the limp biscuit partial portion of this show was insane however i don't disagree with what limp biscuit did because here it is limp biscuit was paid to do a job to go out there hype up the crowd get them going and that's exactly what he did. No he kidding. got the crowd going. The promoters, knowing full well what Fred Durst is about and what his music is about, should have cut the cord and said, maybe we shouldn't have him here. Because I went back and I watched because they don't show Rage Against the Machine yeah. on the documentary, which is kind of weird. I don't know if they just didn't get permission for them to air that footage. Uh, Rage could be weird like that. Um, but I went back and I watched their uh, footage on YouTube. And the crowd was not insane like that. Like, like Zach had them under control. The music was great. He had them under control where Fred Durst was blamed for inciting these like riots that happened over there. Um, well, I mean, I mean, if you go back and listen to what he says and like he, perp I mean, he flat out said, get crazy. Like, but that's the name of his song. I know, but then so, encourage the behavior. And then he's like, what do I care? I'm going to come out and play my, what, 45 minutes set, And then I'm right. going to hop on my bus and leave. Right. But what does he care what happened? So I think this is where. He was where... plywood surfing through right. the crowd. Yes, he like, was. Like, come on. But so this is the part where I was going to say, like, he goes into the crowd. People are in frenzy. They start to tear down, like, the audio tower. Um, yeah. They're starting to attack that where the people that work there are now in fear of their they're lives. Literally calling Mayday yeah. from the soundstage because like, like it's being torn yeah. down, and this is like a metal frame structure with like wood Why around I, it, and yeah. you know uh, people start tearing down the fences. They start tearing down like they start tearing everything down. Now here's where we talked about the lighter earlier on. Um, was it him and his songs? I, I don't remember his songs. Uh, I can't, I don't even remember how the fire officially I, started. I do, I do. I just how don't remember what artist it was. They handed out 150,000 candles. Oh, um, right. And I can't remember why, uh, what artist it was for, but it was for a slow song. And I think it was Fred Durst who did like a Maybe. closing song that was like a slow song, a cover song. Um, yeah. And they handed out candles and people were saying like, you didn't allow lighters this festival for a reason. You're going to give 150,000 people candles. Right. And these people went nuts with those things and they oh. started fires. Like it just like, got out of control. They like the, the production trucks, the food trucks, yeah. the, the trucker vendor, trailers, the trailers. Yeah. they set them all on fire. 
these well, things were just flames and exploding because of the gas tanks. I know. Um, the, it got so bad that the fire department literally said, we're not going in there. Let we're afraid burn. for our lives. We are like, afraid. let it burn. Yeah. We're afraid it for is. our lives. We won't go in there. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how bad it was. Now, um, this is where they start to tear down the outer wall as well. Yeah. Um, so they're tearing down the wall. Now you have chopper footage like this looks like a bomb had gone off like uh, another country had invaded another country and just annihilated it and that's exactly what it looks like people are running all over the place there are uh, fires all over the place like in huge fires. i'm not talking about just a little ground fire we're talking about massive fires they're throwing all of the like towers and you know stage parts and fences into the things whatever they can find um, they, they were doing all of this and it was just crazy to watch. But like, the, the craziest part is you saw a lot of people leaving on we're done. We can't yeah. handle the sun, the heat. There was no shade. Basically, they'd run out of food and water to give the people where the vendors that did have it left. All it was like marked up for percent, yeah. like a bottle of water by day. I think so. Yeah. Something crazy like that. So you saw a lot of people leaving, but they had kept talking about how there was this big surprise at the end of the night. There was this big surprise at the end of the night. Um, the, the big surprise never came on fire. So whatever they did have planned, if they had anything planned, we don't actually know if they did. They never mentioned they did. Um, who were who they saying was... I, there I was a remember. whole bunch of like... Rumors. Rumors, but I don't think anything... And, and the promoter officially, I don't think ever... Who, I, who no, I don't, I don't remember who the rumors were though. Do you remember who the rumors? I no, I, don't, I can't remember who the rumors were. I that, feel like so. they were trying somebody like Rolling Stones, like bringing yeah. people back from concerts, but it was... Uh, yeah, uh, it... Trainwreck is the perfect title. Uh, oh, like, man. Uh, I don't like if you haven't seen this documentary, we've talked a lot about what happens in it. I highly suggest going and watching just, it. We can't even picture of the Anarch Woodstock 99. Like it just I kept saying it's the whole thing. Like I'm I'm a sheep because that's our generation. Like this yeah. is if we could have afforded it and people would have our parents would have let us. We probably would have went because it was exactly what like I mean, I would I mean, Edge Fest here in Barry is not in any way shape or form you know what Woodstock was but like we went to music festival sit all day and watch bands play and you know you'd be outside in the heat in the middle of summer this was and so had we been allowed or could afford to go we probably would have went well it was funny because you saw the whole time because I was like this is our generation this is I'm so ashamed of our generation watching it see New York is not that far from where we are it's not that far of a drive eight ten hour drive probably to where so it it wouldn't have been that bad to go especially in our 20s yeah um I could have drove all night I've done it before I don't 99 we were still teenagers well last of our teens anyway but you know we we saw in the crowd like a ton of Canadian flags and we were like oh my god I was like yeah please no, the Canadians, we don't do this kind of thing, but apparently we do. Yeah. Apparently we do. Um, we did cause a little bit of disruption over there. Apparently. I feel like we should say, I'm sorry, just on behalf of do well, maybe, pull a typical Canadian. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. We were maybe so they didn't. I mean, maybe they didn't cause the problems. I, I, we weren't there. We have no idea who did, who started this stuff. Who uh, did, uh, like, everyone. Who every, yeah. I don't like, I think the thing, even now after finishing it is the lack of accountability. Like, even years later, they're interviewing the promoter and the, and the guy that started Woodstock. And they still, after all this time, have no accountability. No. They still think it was a couple of bad apples. We'll go and they back th- and, and watch they the think footage. It was... it was literally three quarters of the park doing and they, it. And it was a giant success. They probably made a boatload of money. 
Um, and that's why they're taking They'll no never responsibility do another for one. it. No, I don't know that they never get a permit to do another one. And I, yeah, I don't think Woodstock will get approved to have a, no. an event. You can not after that. You can say all you want. You can you can beg and plead and say you know oh we'll make sure that this is a peaceful one and none, there will be no flames there. There'll be no hard rock there. There'll be you know it's just in loving you know kind of like uh, what was that uh, Lilith Fair like kind of like oh. that where it's just all you know nice calm <laughs> happy music, music happy music. Um, I still don't think they'll approve it. It's just based no, on the behavior of 99. And it's not like the, the, the generations are getting better um, with, with behavior um, <laughs> from what we see. Uh, so I can't see it lasting, you know, or, or coming back out again. It's just, it was just a crazy, crazy. Yeah. crazy Highly recommend it. Go yeah. watch it. It, I know you heard a lot from us, even though we have told a, a lot about what happened. You just need help. Like it isn't. Yeah. And like I said, like my massage therapist had told me about it and we still watched it and I was still shocked. Yeah. Um, so like I said, like listening to us talk about it is not going to do you any justice. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> I think there was a reference to Lord of the Flies by some of the people yeah, there was, <laughs> that yes. were there. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. just kind of goes to show you the mood and the environment concert. I feel like I feel like Netflix should be uh, throwing some money our way. Uh, as a sponsor, you should get the sponsorships for all the reviews. We, we do, do we do a lot of these reviews and send a lot of people your way. I think, just I think for, we uh, need to start doing the thumbs up parts on there. Yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll start to realize. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because we do these reviews, we send people your way to say, hey, you know what? It's highly recommended. Go and check yeah. it out on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. I'm going to say it again. Netflix. Netflix. Um, yeah. Um, but again, you know how many shows there are a whole bunch of shows that do views nah, on shows and movies and stuff. But we're, we're fun. We're not usually we don't do a ton of reviews. Um, but you know, sometimes when you have a, a lack of content for the time being, uh, we've watched a whole <laughs> bunch of documentaries. We do these reviews uh just because we you make it sound like we never leave the house after we watch a whole bunch of documentaries. But it, it takes us a while. It's not like we watch them all in like two days. Like it's like we'll watch Sometimes. one. It depends on the weather. Depends. I mean, on, COVID kind of helped. Let's face it. It did. And like the winter time, I don't want to go outside in the winter time. So uh we will watch a lot of TV in the winter. Uh so yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of them. I know Netflix isn't gonna pay everybody to do this kind of thing. They'll pay the big guys for their money to do stuff like this. So we could um, be big. We could be big. We are big in we certain countries. Big. Yes, we are in certain countries. India, right. India, I got to give a shout out, big shout out to India. They're uh, huge, huge, huge numbers over there. So um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this documentary, obviously, go check it out. Uh, really, really it. interesting. Really cool to listen to the music from 99 that you really don't listen to anymore. Uh, I actually picked up some of the music uh, to put on okay. my playlist because I was just like, oh my God. That song oh brought me back and uh, maybe Rage Against the Machine and some Limp Bizkit all the way uh, to work. I always listen to Rage. I still listen to Rage this day. I still work out to, yeah. to Rage Against he was, the Machine. Was he not in the documentary? Who is no. the. No, was that was the... Jonathan David from Corn. Oh, from Corn. Jonathan Davis. From... I was like one of the leads in it. So he was from it. Um, Gavin Rosdale from Bush was in it. Jewel was in it. Kid Rock, I believe, did a little bit, but I don't know if it was. He didn't, sp he didn't speak to the documentary, but they showed a clip of him coming. I think he, he was spoke, in that ridiculous fur coat, but I think he spoke, but it was more of an interview from a different network that did it like later on. Oh, like it maybe. was like a clip of something like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else was. I think that was the majority of the artists yeah. that were in it because Gavin Rosdale was in it a lot, I think, um, yeah, as so was Jonathan Davis. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, 
go check out this documentary. Highly recommend. You'll it's enjoy it and as as well as be shocked by it, probably. Yeah. Um, Let us know if you're as ashamed of our generation yeah. as we are. Yeah. So that was part three of our little three-part mini-series of uh, Review These Documentaries. Hopefully you enjoyed our three-parter here. Uh, I am Director Awesome. This is awesome. You can always find Podjerky on Instagram and Twitter at Podjerky. You can also find us on our link tree. That's nktr.e slash Podjerky. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Podjerky. Podjerky.